Cinedyne's just launched Cineverse, a spice to be the alternative to top services like Netflix and Disney+. The company's EVP and GM explains the technology and business approach that will get it there. Listen on to hear more. Inside Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and of course, Colin Dixon from Endscreen Media is with me. Hi, Colin. Hi, Will. I'm back from my travels in Europe from IBC, and uh, I'm, I tell you, I'm really looking forward to this thing I'm doing next week uh, with Zype. We are looking at hybrid monetization, how to supercharge DC growth with hybrid monetization. It's going to be a great conversation. We're going to have Adam Ware from Sinclair. We're going to have Ilana Sofko from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment and uh, a couple of folks from Zype joining me to really figure out uh, how, how you can use hybrid monetization to really drive growth. So that's happening on September 29th, 2022 at 1 p.m. Eastern. And we'll include links for the sign up in the postings. Uh, and it is free. So uh, hope to see you guys there. Absolutely. That's, and there's a sign-up link from menscreenmedia.com, I assume? There is. Um, we, as I say, we'll include that with this posting. Cool. Okay, good. And before we get to our interview with David, uh, we have a couple of news items this week. You're going to get started, and then I'll jump in. We do. And, and I'm sure our, re, our listeners rather are, are very familiar with the fact that Amazon has now got the exclusive right to Thursday Night Football. They had their first event last Thursday, we're recording here on Wednesday. They had their first event last week with Kansas City Chiefs versus the LA um, LA Rams Chargers. or LA Chargers, no, rather. Chargers. Yeah, that's yep. right. And it was a squeaker of a game, very close game. And although Amazon has signed up with Nielsen to count the game, and Nielsen has not reported yet. Jay Marine, who's the global head of Amazon Sports Division, is claiming victory. He says, our first exclusive TNF broadcast delivered the most watched night of prime time in the U.S. in the history of prime video. This is a massive achievement during our TNF broadcast. We also saw the biggest three hours of U.S. prime signups ever in the history of Amazon, including Prime Day, Cyber Monday and Black Friday. So he's pretty darn happy, and he better be happy because apparently they spent a billion dollars for every season that they are going to be carrying Thursday Night Football. So uh, that's that's a pretty big achievement for them. They're hoping that they can get 12.5 million viewers per game. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what Nielsen says they really did. Yeah, I was one of those hoped for 12.5 million viewers last week on the game. And I thought they did a really nice job. It worked yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I was out of the country, so I couldn't see it. Um, but I will be watching uh, tomorrow, Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then one quick news item for me. Uh, noticed this week that YouTube announced that it is starting a revenue share, extending its revenue sharing program, the YouTube Partner Program, with um, shorts creators. And uh, listeners probably know that. YouTube has been aggressively pursuing the so-called short YouTube shorts, which is their competitor to TikTok, and had said recently that they were up to, I believe, 30 billion daily views 
across one and a half billion logged in users. And now they've extended again YPP to shorts creators. They have to meet a threshold of a thousand subscribers and 10 million shorts views over the prior 90 days. And then they will be eligible to earn 45% of the ad revenue um, from videos that are in the shorts feed after deducting any costs that they may have incurred for music licensing. So this is clearly a, a great approach for um, uh, YouTube shorts creators and will make YouTube shorts more competitive with TikTok. Yeah, I, I you know, th- when I see moves like this, Will, it's like, how do you get around this YouTube juggernaut? They're everywhere. So they're taking on TikTok. They've now added a bunch of, of TV shows to their roster as well so that they can take on the tv market boy uh, it's <laughs> they're really difficult to avoid these days and if you're tiktok you gotta be a bit nervous right well nervous but they're still growing like a weed tiktok so it's a it's a very hot corner of the video market it is it is but i think it's probably time for us to get to our interview right yes And I'm very pleased to welcome David Chu, who's EVP and GM of Synodyme Networks. David, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we've got tons of questions for you, David, about Cineverse, but I think that will probably be getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves. Why don't you give us a quick intro to Synodyme and to Cineverse? Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having me. Actually, this is my first podcast. Telling you a little bit about Synodyme, uh, we're the leading independent technology and media company. We're focused on enthusiast streaming channels, serving these fan bases. We're involved in many things. We we have our own proprietary technology called Matchpoint, which has multiple components, such as Blueprint, which is our OTT kind of uh, development platform, Dispatch, which is our distribution platform, and Insights, which is our analytics platform. Very good. And uh, so t- tell us uh, tell us about Cineverse. Great. So Cineverse, this is our flagship streaming service. We launched it last week. Uh, kudos to the entire team. A lot of effort went into this. Uh, Cineverse is about all of our channels. We, we're running dozens of enthusiast uh, channels along different content verticals. And this is a platform that showcases not only all of our channels, but one of the largest uh, content catalogs in the industry. So we're looking to have a really differentiated product from everything out there in, in in the media industry. We're not looking to compete with the majors that where it's all about Hollywood movies or originals. We're about really super really focusing on our fan base and understanding at a real level what types of programs that they really want to watch it's at a very attractive price as well it's at a great price which is free and a lot of thought went into that where you know you have to get your business model right and there's many uh subscription vod services virtual mvpd services and we want to make sure uh, this was available for everybody. So it's available currently for free. You can download our, our apps on multiple devices. You could watch it on desktop, mobile. 
and you could watch it for free with advertising. We do have plans to introduce a subscription option for people who want to have that choice. And so that will be coming in the future. But I think in this day and age where, you know, we're in recessionary times, inflation, you know, we want to make sure our service is there for everybody to enjoy. David, do you anticipate that the primary differentiator for the paid tier will be that it won't have ads? Is that going to be the primary benefit or will there be additional content or something else? Uh, we're, you know, it will come with uh, without an ad. Um, yeah. Potentially in the future, we could create an additional tier where there's limited ad load. But uh, for now, uh, it is a free service and uh, with advertising. So this was a pretty complex product to pull together, David. You've got many brands under the Synodyme umbrella, and I think it's fair to say that there's there's something for everybody in there. Um, tell us about some of the challenges in creating Cineverse from this this huge huge variety of content that Synodyme has access to. I think it only made sense for us to create this type of platform, uh, looking at all our owned and operated channels, all of our managed channels, uh, all of the relationships we we have with multiple licensors around the world. We're one of the leading global licensors of content. Um, on the technology side, you know, we it's called Matchpoint, but our engineering team based in India has been working on this for years. A, a lot of work went into that. Uh, we're excited to showcase it with Cineverse. A lot of focus on, you know, user interface, user experience, both in terms of, you know, watching on-demand content, watching our suite of live TV channels. And I think you'll find it, it, it's, a, it's a great viewing experience. Right. It, uh, I spent some time um, spinning around it a bit, uh, David. Congrats, uh, first of all, on the, um, on the launch. It's very comprehensive. And uh, maybe you could just talk a little bit about the look and feel, about the interface and how you've um, used curation to try to drive a new user experience. Um, and again, you know, sort of how you see the differentiators relative to other experiences uh, viewers are having these days. You know, I think it first starts with who we are as a company. You know, we're not just a technology or media company that set out to build this platform. We have years of experience in being a publisher, in being a distributor, in understanding our audience really well, understanding their tastes, understanding what they want to watch. So when we put together our channels, all of our enthusiast channels, we know what we're looking for in terms of the media marketplace. We know where those fan bases are. You know, these are not niche services. You know, take, for example, a company such as Crunchyroll. You know, people thought, oh, well, anime is niche. But ultimately, that's a billion-dollar company, and anime is global, and their audience base is large. That goes for a lot of our services, whether it's Pan-Asian content, right? I mean, everyone thought, who knew there was such an audience base for Asian content, and then Netflix comes out with Squid Games and everyone's on top of, you know, Korean drama series or a lot of things being offered from Asia. So we've been doing that for years. Uh, again, whether it's horror, whether it's faith and family, these are huge audience segments and we've been catering to these fan bases uh, for a very long time. So, you know, we, we started, it's in our DNA. 
that curation, that focus uh, on fan bases and putting this service together in an environment, a very competitive media environment where there's literally thousands of apps out there, thousands of services. We wanted to make sure that our curated content, our curated channels can be found under one roof. So one of the things that immediately jumped out at me when I first brought up the app was your collections. This this seemed to, I, I mean, literally, it caught my eye immediately. I immediately started browsing down that rail. And uh, um, I, 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 these, talk to us a little bit about the curation of these. Do you have specific curators assigned to each one or how does that work? Yeah, that, you know, for, in terms of our team, uh, we have programmers and channel managers. They live and breathe this content. They are champions of this content. They are true fans themselves. So when we work with our content acquisitions team, we, again, that understanding of our audience, that's where we start with when we look at our collections to say, what can we showcase that we know um, our audience likes to see and there is crossover audience between many of our channels, whether we're looking at Bloody Disgusting, one of the leading horror channels, crossed with Con TV, which has a, a lot of focus on sci-fi and fantasy, with Midnight Pulp, which is focused on cult. There's a lot of crossover audience. Let's look at Asian Crush, which is pan-Asian movies and TV. There's a lot of crossover audience with Retro Crush, which is our anime channel. And if you look at Fandor, which is independent cinema, world cinema, I think if you're a fan of Pan-Asian movies and TV shows, you have a natural inclination to watch world cinema or American independent films. So, you know, that's where we're looking to go with Cineverse, really kind of a showcase of uh, the channels and all the content that we put together. So let's pick up on that a little further, David. Um, fast, linear services are clearly, channels are clearly part of the service as is on demand. Um, can you decide, Can you tell us a little more about how you decided which ones to focus on and also about the ad load? What, what is the experience going to be like for viewers when they tune into one of these fast channels? Yeah, we always knew when we were putting together Cineverse, you know, fast was going to be a big part of the service. Um, linear viewing, as we all know, um, is here to stay. It's huge. People like this type of passive viewing. And in terms of putting together our channels, um, not only does it showcase what we've built over the years in terms of our own channels, but also um, many of our key managed channels that we work with that make sense where it fits in with our all of our other channels. Um, and again, if you take a look at some of our live TV channels, our fast linear channels, we're catering to enthusiasts. Whether, you know, who's running the Elvis Presley channel? You know, we do. You know, who runs one of the largest and most popular horror channels? Again, in Bloody Disgusting. Um, retro TV, we know, is really, um, has really exploded over the years. So, you know, we have a focus on that with Johnny Carson TV, with Mystery Science Theater. So as we look, we're looking to scale up our fast channels as well. You know, our team is in a lot of conversations with publishers. And 
we don't want to create a service that looks like everything else out there in the industry. There are so many fast or virtual MVPD platforms with fast channels layered in. They all look the same. They have the same set of 150 to 200 channels. And you can't really differentiate between those services. And a lot of those services don't perform well because people are going to go to the leaders such as Samsung TV Plus or the Roku channel or Pluto TV. So how do we set ourselves apart? Again, it's it's really about who we are as a company and serving enthusiast fan bases. That's really our mantra. And as we look to curate channels on the fast side, as we look to curate content in the VOD side, in our playlist, that's what we're focused on. I think on the advertising side, you know, we're... We, we, we really want to focus on that user and audience experience. Um, we, we are using AI to ensure that our ad breaks aren't just fixed at, let's say, eight minutes or nine minutes. Um, we're using our technology to ensure that those ad breaks occur at the right time, not in the, in the midst of uh, dialogue. So that that's one of also our kind of our strengths in terms of technology, in terms of a differentiator to make sure our ad, you know, spacing uh, in the ad pod is is done in the right way. Uh, are you, do you have the capability to sort of flex um, the ad load and the, the pod length based on telemetry about how much people are viewing so that, you know, you can sort of improve the experience over time? Is that something that you're planning on doing? We, we have a lot of experience running ad-based uh, OTT services. You, you want to be careful because there's always a balance with your audience and revenue, right? So you can create, you know, you could have a shorter, you know, shorter time between all the ad breaks. You could load up your ad pods with six ads. You don't want to do that. There is an optimal um, minimal length or optimal, you know, ad break. And and you could look where I think you don't want to serve more than four ads, right? You don't want to serve too many long ads, right? You know, sometimes there's ads, there, there are certain direct ads where people are playing two-minute commercials. You know, we don't want to do that. We, we, we want to focus on that experience that, that's very user-friendly. So, David, one of the other things that you guys announced um, last week is that you're planning to license Cineverse for other providers as a white label service. Um, can you say anything more about who you anticipate it might be a good fit for, how these relationships work, what the benefits are to um, Cinedyne for pursuing that approach as well? Absolutely. Uh, well, we have this wonderful technology and it's important that in terms of you know growing our business, it's not just for building out Cineverse or other channels based on this proprietary technology. It's for uh, striking great strategic partnerships with OEMs or other media companies, even telcos or cable providers who they focused on their core business. And some of them are a little late to the OTT environment and we have really a turnkey solution for them to onboard a wonderful service with thousands of titles 
great live TV uh, channels. And what's great in terms of Matchpoint is the business models. There's some flexibility there. So we can go ad, ad-based service, we can go hybrid service, we can go an SVOD service, which really appeals to um, some of the potential clients that we're talking to. And, and that's important. It's not just domestic. We're, we're in discussions with international partners as well. So do you expect the people that are already, say, using Dove Channel and Con TV, do you, do you expect that maybe they would switch over and start using Cineverse or that those two worlds will stay separate? Great question. You know, I think when you look at our enthusiast channels, those are really destinations for that genre, whether, you know, it's faith and family, whether it's anime, whether it's Asian and Cineverse is more of the place to discover our other sister channels. And so, you know, and and again, in this environment where there's so much choice out there, we don't, we want to make sure that, you know, people stay and, and, and enjoy all of our channels within, within Cineverse. But if you want more of that specific type of content, then you can definitely become, you know, look into our other services directly. So, so it's ba- actually the complete reverse of what I said. You, <laughs> people will discover the content on Cineverse and then you, you can sort of guide them if they really engage with that content and want more, you could guide them to the, the bespoke service. Yes. And I think it works both ways. So for each of our uh, independent or individual services, um, you know, we are looking to drive audiences both ways, um, both on the product side and on the marketing side. Great. Well, um, we don't have a ton of time left, David. This has been very comprehensive, but maybe you could just tell us a little bit more about what's ahead. Uh, obviously, it just launched, um, which is really exciting. You mentioned the possibility of a paid service, a subscription service coming up at some point. What else is on the roadmap that you're able to share? You know, one one of our goals is to build out one of the world's largest uh, catalogs for Cineverse. And what does that mean? You know, we have hundreds of relationships around the world. We're highly focused on curation, but at the same time, we want to be that home where if you can't find what you're looking for on Netflix, on Disney Plus, and you're looking for that movie or TV show uh, that falls into certain genres, that we'd be that first go-to destination. Um, that's what we're striving for, that outside of the majors, we're the number one choice to find the best content that falls in many of these key kind of enthusiast focuses. And one of the things that I'm, I'm, I noticed you mentioned in the press release was that you're looking at adding more advanced discovery to help people find that content. Uh, t- tell us what you're going to do there. Well, in terms of discovery, you know, we partnered with a company called Catch, uh, really fascinating company, uh, some of really amazing technology. Um, and what, what that does is they utilize what they call, and this gets a little wonky, genomic universal traits. So there's over 2,000 variables here in terms of 
things such as the tone of the movie or the character arc of a movie. And, you know, so this can really help people um, uh, in terms of what's being served to them, you know, find the types of programs that they're looking for. We're also incorporating and working on natural language search. And what, what does that mean? That means we're not just looking to uh, for audience to say, hey, well, I want to watch some of the you know, action movies. Um, you could basically talk in your natural language. And what, what we liken it to is, you know, going back to the video store and asking the video store clerk for advice on what, what do I want to watch? Because sometimes people don't know. And you can explain what the types of um, program you want to see. That's what we're striving for. And again, I think that's a big differentiator from, you know, you know, everything anyone else is doing. Yeah, those two things really do go hand in hand, don't they? The sort of deep metadata, deep, rich metadata um, and the, the natural language conversational type discovery so uh, great i can't wait to see that feature in the product david yeah we're excited to roll it out yeah and and you know uh, i guarantee our listeners if you go into this if you go into cidiverse you will find content there that you can find nowhere else uh, I was uh, I, I was playing like it sounds like Will was as well. I was immediately sucked into the Westerns channel, which uh, which is great. There's such a variety of content there that I think there's probably something there for everybody. Yeah, we 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 hope so, and we hope it really resonates with with audiences. Absolutely. Well, um, David, this was terrific. We really appreciate you taking time with us to tell us more about Cineverse. Congratulations on the launch. Fantastic news. And sounds like you've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up as well. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Right. Thanks. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Inside the Stream is a production of InScreen Media and Video News. All rights reserved.